0: Welcome to the Venture Church podcast. This sermon was taken from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website, www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, Venture Church. <laughs> Such a privilege to be sharing the word with you and Thank you to the elders for entrusting me with this as well. It's such a joy, and good to see God bringing things back that we'd perhaps buried, where we never thought we would be taking this role again into the future, and God brings you back full circle. So I want to encourage you, whatever God's done in your life, where you've blown it, where you have messed up, God is so much bigger than that. I'm living evidence of that. (laughs) So what a joy to share, and when you think of the name of Venture Church, and what Mike was sharing us uh, with us on, uh, on a Friday night as well about the adventure of life in church, there are two things that really stand out to me. The one is adventures in the Word. The other is adventures in the world, where God is calling us out on fresh adventures to take the good news of the gospel to those who haven't heard. And so we're going to spend a bit of time in the adventure of the Word, and I'm reading to you from Galatians 6, verse 14 to 16. Apologies, I don't have slides, I'm going to leave those to Francis, Uh, but if you can join me in the, the Scriptures, Galatians 6, verse 14 to 16, from the New Living Translation says, As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we've been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we've been transformed into a new new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. So I'm going to start with just the first part of that verse, and then I'll hand over to Francis to continue. But in essence, looking at boasting in the Lord, Paul starts out by saying, As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as I was looking into boasting, which in its root word is about being puffed up, (laughs) the German word, Boiseer, This whole arrogant speech that we so quickly confine ourselves into, where we think about ourselves, if our eyes are on us and what we've achieved or what we've done or what we've got, we could perhaps, when compared to other people, boast. But we are unwise when we do that. Boasting demonstrates a lack of perspective. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12 says, When they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Very clear then that we are lacking understanding when we're boastful. That kind of pride is not befitting. 1 Chronicles 29 verse 13 and 14 in the NIV says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? everything comes from you O lord and we have given you only what comes from your hand and there's incredible humility that comes with that if we recognize that everything we have and everything we do is from god boasting also forgets about the role of other people it forgets about those who have stood with us elijah 1 kings 19 verse 10 is hiding in the cleft of the rock as God has commanded him to. And he says, Lord, I'm the only one left. And in verse 18, God says, well, I've actually preserved 7,000 more who won't bow the knee to Baal. (laughs) And so it's a good reminder that when we feel that way, there are others. And this community is a community that stands with you as well. Proverbs 27.1 says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day might bring. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So what is humility? Romans twelve three says, we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. And the word humility comes from the word humus, or humus, the earth. And so I find it interesting God saying, you should have a good opinion of yourself. It should be level with the ground, not too high, not too low. At humus level. <laughs> so, what is worth boasting with, uh, about then? What is this boasting in the Lord that Paul talks about? In two Chronicles, uh, sorry, two Corinthians, not the Chronicles, New Testament, two Corinthians ten verse seventeen says, "Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it's not the one who commends himself who is improved, but the one whom the Lord commends." So, who are those that are commended then? It's people who have faith. We've heard a lot about faith this morning, so I won't go in depth with that. But Hebrews eleven six six Let me say that properly. Says without faith, it is impossible to please God. For we must believe that He exists and rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So, what else can we boast in? So we boast in the Lord. We boast in the victory of the cross. More on that soon. Colossians 2.15 talks about how God disarmed the enemy at the cross and took the shame that came with being on a cross and turned it around to shame his enemies. We also boast in our weakness, which points to God's strength. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10, it says, just like uh, we always need uh, sorry <laughs> it speaks of our weakness which is an opportunity for god to show his strength in and i certainly am an example of weakness that god turns into strength in this area and in many others we're trusting that wherever you're feeling a sense that sure god i can't do this i'm not sure about the future he will turn it around besides that weakness as well the last thing We can boast in God's work in each other. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 4 says, We boast about your steadfastness and faith in all of your persecutions. So Paul boasting about how the church has endured and pushed through. And Romans 15, 18, For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, to bring the gentiles to obedience and so there's a wonderful opportunity to boast in the work of the lord and what he's done and how he has conquered the grave he's conquered death he's through the cross opened up a way of salvation for us connecting each other in community and connecting with him reconciling us to the father through his death And so as we talk about the cross, and as I hand over to Francis, I believe that there's so much more that God wants us to do, to boast in Him, His exploits in us. And there's an exciting opportunity to share with others what He has been doing, just like the testimonies we've heard this morning. Francis.
1: I had a personal revelation in the last two weeks about myself. I suppose that's what a personal revelation is. It's not a revelation about some other person. It's about yourself. And that this revelation was that I have an obsessive personality. I know that there's a condition called obsessive personality disorder. I'd like to share with you that not all obsession is necessarily bad it's what we're obsessed about that makes it good or bad if you're obsessed about dying it's bad because that's where you're going to end up if you're obsessed about living hopefully that's good particularly if you're obsessed about really living now what does that have to do with boasting a whole lot, hopefully, as we're going to see shortly. Because this is what Paul is trying to tell us here in the final, his final uh, concluding comments at the end of Galatians. is He said, guys, you got obsessed about the wrong thing. And that's led to other people boasting about what they've been able to get you to do. Forgive me for putting it this bluntly. But they take... They boast about you cutting off your winky. As if that was some sign of being super spiritual. But they're able to boast in that in your flesh. But surely there's more that can be boasted in than just that. And he's led us on a, on a merry path to get there through the book of Galatians. Through all of the the encouragement that he gives, especially in chapter 1, then chapter 2 as he shows us his fundamental pedigree and the fact that, hey, if this stuff that these guys want to boast about you in is true, then guess what? I am the perfect one qualified to be boasted about in this way and to boast in this way, but I don't boast this way, and you've never heard me boast this way. What is it that I boast in is implied throughout there. And he finally gets it, gets to it in chapter 6. Then chapters 3 and 4, he really lays it on thick about how the whole old covenant has proved to us that we need the new covenant because of this battle between the flesh the flesh. And the Spirit. And not necessarily our flesh and our spirit, though our spirit is involved, but between our flesh and the Holy Spirit at work in us. And then, chapter 5, he deals a whole lot with how God has set us up for success. I don't know about you, there have been times in my life where I've been reasonably fit. Unfortunately, this is not one of them, (laughs) which I'm hoping to change, Uh, but when I have been and when I've enjoyed um, sport, just like Sean shared with us earlier, there are those moments when you do well in your sport that you can't help yourself, but be excited. And in that excitement, there is a posting. Sure. Didn't I do well? You know, we can we can laugh at it now and say oh, 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 that's boasting. Actually, there was a boast basis for that boasting. You maybe you did do well. Maybe you did have the opportunity to represent the country in your sport, or to you know come on, stand on the podium at some after some sporting event because you did that. Well, And so there is a, there's a legitimacy to that boasting. And here's another thing that's interesting. The more obsessed you are about that thing, the more likely you are to succeed in it. Because that's where your devotion is. That's what you put your energy into. That's what is important to you. And I, I can see that both positively and negatively in my own life. And as I was getting this, this revelation, I realized that's part of what Paul's talking about here as he tries to land the letter to the Galatians, as he tries to draw all these threads of stuff that he's been talking about together to say, this. he's saying, be obsessed about something. Be obsessed about Jesus. And I realized that the Christian life is a life where I should be growing daily in my devotion to Him. I should allow that obsessive nature that I have. I don't know that everybody has one of those natures. I'm afraid I do. Tend towards being whatever I give myself to. I tend to be addicted to it. Some of you have more more self-controlled than that but the truth is that the christian life should be a daily growth in devotion but the reality is usually not the same as the ideal so what i really feel that paul is wanting to sum galatians up with is by saying how devoted are you to Jesus? Because it's not easy to boast in the cross. It's not easy to get excited about Jesus. There is uh, this sense, especially in, in the modern South Africa, oh, you're a Christian. You're part of the problem. And we swallow it. Why? We didn't have a, a, an uprising, a bloody revolution in 94. Why? I tell you, because Christians prayed. There were, there were other things going on. There were political things, and I'm certainly not going to t- take what Mandela did away from him and his legacy. But the bottom line that underpinned all of that is because Christians prayed I read a stat two weeks ago from the from the last uh, South African census 85% of South Africans call themselves Christians does our country reflect that and do does our country's policies reflect that 85% of us call ourselves Christians I would have to say to you, no, it doesn't. What does that mean? Have we been growing daily in our devotion to Jesus? I'm skipping all my notes. I'm going straight to the conclusion. Because I really feel that God wants us to take a stand for him, to do business with him. Because that's the point of what Paul's been saying and driving towards in Galatians. is He's saying, I want you to understand all these things, and I can't understand how you're getting caught up in, the, in being devoted to the wrong stuff. But here, after all of this, even after telling you you're foolish, Galatians, here I am telling you, I'm boasting in nothing, except the cross of Jesus. There are other things that we can boast in. And as Hilton brought out really well, our problem with our boasting is when we forget the context. We think we're the context. And so we can boast about ourselves. We forget the rest of the team. It was one of the most amazing things about listening to the the interviews after the World Cup final was finished. I don't think I heard a single interview where whoever it was who was being interviewed didn't say it was the whole team. It was the whole team. What's the context? The context is Jesus has set you up for success. The more devoted you are to him, the more successful you're going to be. Simple as that. And I really have this incredibly strong sense. God wants to challenge us with this. How has the growth of your devotion to him been this year? The vision he gave us, living it up, was not about selfish. Let's go out and party and remember Jesus. Let's go out and live our own lives and then come to church on Sunday. It was about living with our heads looking up to Jesus Seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. How has your devotion been this year? All of us have had opportunity to be distracted and diverted from that. That's not what I'm talking about. I acknowledge the reality of that. But it doesn't change the question. How has your devotion grown this year? Or maybe you've become stagnant. You can say, oh, no, my devotion is good to Jesus, but actually it's exactly the same as it was at the beginning of the year. We need to be growing in our devotion to him. Do you find just that you're more devoted to the groups that you're part of? I mean, I mentioned sport earlier, but are you more devoted to the company that you're working with or for? but you're not more devoted to Jesus? Is that where you find practically that your devotion has grown? There's a little warning bell maybe coming on there. Why do we boast in the cross? Nobody and nothing else has an instrument of torture and death as their symbol. Is that because we're some kind of weird BDSM group of some kind no we remember the cross because Jesus overcame death the cross is empty and it that which was supposed to shame him and us now becomes the basis of our boast because our devotion to him is continually growing So I'm going to ask us to stand because I really want us to uh, respond to him and if I can ask the worship team to come back, I'd really appreciate that. Because I really feel and uh, Sean even said it as part of the time that we did communion, we need to take a step towards Jesus. Out from behind your chair or in front of your chair, if You are wanting to say, Jesus, I boast in you. Or, on the flip side of that, if you're saying, Jesus, I become stagnant, or I recognize that I I, actually, I'm not obsessed about you, I'm not devoted to you, but I want to be. Take that step out, respond to Jesus. I don't think there are any cameras, so I I, I don't get a chance to do some kind of audit afterwards. This is between you and Jesus. If you want to say, Jesus, I stand for you. Jesus, I also, I don't want to be stagnant. I want to be growing in my devotion to you. Step out, and if we can have one of those wonderful songs that we didn't quite get to earlier on. Because we were too busy being devoted to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Good one, Mike. Father, we first of all respond to you in prayer. Lord, we want our actions to to bear out what we're we're asking, what we're talking to you about now, what we are committing, covenanting with you. We want to be devoted to you, not caught up in in all the stuff like the Galatians had got caught up caught up in we want to be growing in our devotion to you Lord you never turn us away as we heard in the tongue earlier you love us overwhelmingly Lord we are the only ones who put ourselves in the naughty corner and right now as we step out and respond to you and your challenge We step out of the naughty corner just as much as we step into our commitment. Lord, where we've become stagnant, we're sorry. Help us. Show us the way forward. Lord, may we embrace the next step. And even as we take this physical step to the front of this building, Lord, we trust that you will meet us and show us the next step this afternoon, tomorrow morning, in through the week. Boast in you. And for you to be the context always for all of our boasting, we commit and recovenant ourselves to you, Jesus.
0: listening to this sermon we would love to know how this message spoke to you please connect with us through our website www.venturechurch.co.za or through our various social channels